Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Ooh, I hope you're watching the video because I'm not wearing a bra. I'm shaking those titties. Yeah, I mean, why are you acting like that's a new development? No, but like I'm wearing something that's like actually my size. So you can see mm, the shape of my you. teat as I shake it. Got so it. if this is not um, enough of a selling point to uh, join our Patreon to get the videos. <laughs> and hey, I'm... Ch- I'm cheap. It's literally you get to see me shake these titties for uh, a dollar a a month. A quarter. A quarter. Maybe we should switch everything over to OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) We just do the videos topless. 
would anyone listen to me talk for like an hour and a half just tits out like is that a selling point i think we'll bring in a new audience but are they gonna like what we have to say (laughs) i don't think they'll listen with the video with the audio on true 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 True, true. Um, well, guys, this is Don't Blame Me, an advice podcast. If you are new here, I am Megan Rinks. Hello. I'm joined by my fantastic co-host and producer, Melissa DeMonts. Hi. And we haven't like told people in a while what the D stands for. And it just like chef's kiss. Like, I mean, you're I mean, your mother, an icon in general. But 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 it just describes you perfectly. So will you share with the class what your middle name is? My middle name is Diamond, named after Diamond Geneva Long, my great, great, I think it's just great, great grandmother. (laughs) I mean, you literally have like a Rihanna song that you can sing all the time. I do. I do, which I do. Also, when I sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, I say like Melissa Diamond in the sky. (gasps) Oh my god. Wow. You're, you know, you you have so many serenading options. (laughs) You've got so many fucking options of people just being able to perform some hits Mm -hmm. to fucking you. Mm -hmm. You're very you're very, very lucky. This is an advice podcast, like I've said, for the fourth um, time. So if you guys want to call in and leave us a voicemail, we will answer your questions, give you some advice. And our phone number is 310-694-0976. And international listeners, don't worry, we didn't forget about you. Are you in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, down under, anywhere else? Or, you know, just being efficient. Or just being efficient, uh, you can send us an audio message. Email it to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And what we ask in these voicemails that you leave us under three minutes long, because hey, you will get cut off and you will be shamed by us. We also ask that you write down what you're going to say and then you can practice. Mm-hmm. That's how if you feel like uncomfortable or awkward or you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm getting everything all in, write it down. We appreciate it. We can tell. And then you automatically go to the top of Melissa's favorites list, mm-hmm. which do. you want to be it's there. It's just as valuable as Oprah's favorite list. It is. It is. You have a sticker too. That goes on everything. <laughs> it's your thumbprint. <laughs> and then you draw your face on it. I love it. It's perfect. It's fantastic. Um, and our advice. Oh, did I just spit everywhere? I did. That was spit. I was like, is that a hair in my mouth? No. Oh, gosh. With that How nice. Thick is your spit? <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty thick. It's the only thick part about me. <laughs> that in my ankles. I got some <laughs> thick ankles. I truly do. You're like the, the opposite of Heather McMahon. Oh, yeah. The thick necks and ankles. Mm-hmm. I'm thin neck, thick ankles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a time. Capris were never a good look on me. (laughs) Our advice is all from our own personal experience. We are, um, you know, we don't sugarcoat. We are the no bullshit, as we've been called. Someone in our Facebook group um, was talking about our podcast versus other advice podcasts. Yeah, no, Megan Melissa, they say how it is. It's like no bullshit. And, you know, sometimes if I like don't want to get my feelings hurt, I wouldn't necessarily call in for that. But uh, our whole goal is to just talk how we talk to each other, how we talk to our other friends. Mm-hmm. It all comes from a place of love. But yeah, we're the we're the friends that you call up when you actually need that that real honest true advice that isn't just what you want to hear i'm thinking about like 
you know, when it's time for us to retire and pass the torch, who would you oh God, like I to take say over? pass away. No, I was like, pass the torch. Who would you like to take over for you? <gasps> That's a great, great question. Do you have yours in mind already? Yes. Who's yours? Adriana, my niece. <laughs> She's rude as fuck. I was about to say, if you think that we are savage, she will hurt your feelings and then laugh. She will and laugh. Then, and then be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Gaslight the shit out of you. Literally an icon. I would die. I would die. Die. So before we get into our episode, um, I mean, this is a part of we're already in the fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our uh, calls, we have an update. So let's hop on over there. OK, so in my original call, I called in because I noticed that my stepdad was starting to kind of date around, but he hadn't told me and I wasn't quite sure how to bring it up to him just because it was kind of uncomfortable. Like, how do you bring that up? And all of those feelings of him dating and kind of moving on after my mother passed away, just kind of had me thinking like, what would happen if it was a really serious relationship? You know, I live with him and whatnot. And so ironically enough, after I had called in a week later, he randomly just came up to me and was like, Hey, so uh, I'm dating. I was like, well, no shit. Yeah, you are. Like, obviously. And he didn't really say anything. So I was like, okay, I guess it's just kind of dating around, being chill, whatever. Do your thing. You're a grown man. Didn't you take his pictures for his? I did. I took his picture for his account. And it, (laughs) it was just so uncomfortable. And he actually left up his account on a computer. So I saw all the pictures and I was like, well, at least I did a good job. (laughs) But... We moved in to our new house about a month after the episode aired. And that's when things just started getting really, really bad. I had mentioned in my original call that I thought he was moving on too soon. Um, It had been about 10 months since my mother passed away. And like Megan said, you know, no one is ever going to grieve as much as I am. And so I tried to kind of calm myself down and give him the benefit of the doubt and I was being friendly and, you know, I met his girlfriend. I was trying to be nice and whatnot, but he started being really verbally abusive towards me, which had happened before. He was just getting really aggressive for absolutely no reason. And everything that had gone wrong, like from his day, like, oh, I was late to work or just anything stupid like that. He was blaming on me and I'm like, that's a little weird, but maybe you're going through it. Do your thing. So it started off like that. And then as we started getting more comfortable in the house, I was like, hey, when are we going to decorate? Like we have all this cute stuff. Like we might as well just put it up. He was like, yeah, yeah, we're totally going to do it. And a lot of the stuff was photos of like my mom and I, or like our whole family with his daughter and his son in the pictures. And I never saw them, never saw the photos. And I realized that he had taken all of my photos and my mother's photos and he shoved them in the very back of the attic in a smashed box. And I didn't bring it up to him because I was like, okay, maybe that's his way of grieving. Like he doesn't want to see them. I'm just going to let him be whatever. And it got to the point where he literally will not go anywhere in the house where I'm in the house. Like he just doesn't want to look at me, doesn't want to talk to me, doesn't want to do any of that. And Before all of this happened, I tried bringing up 
you know, going to therapy and how I kind of felt like, oh, you know, if she moves in, like, what do I do? Do I move out? Like, I, I don't know. You have to tell me, like, you need to be honest with me. And he literally said, he's like, what's your point? I don't care. And I was like, okay, sweet. Why do I care? You know? Wow. And now I, I'm just trying to do what I can to leave, but I, I can't right now. And it sucks because every time I go home, it just gets worse and worse. So I'm kind of stuck. Oh my God. I'm so fucking sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. This is so not like, yeah, this is so not what I, I obviously what we like want to hear in this situation. And it always makes me feel like bad when I give someone the benefit of the doubt that I like shouldn't have. And that sucks. Like that sucks so much because like, Obviously, grieving is different for everybody, but like there is a level of like when you're grieving with somebody who's also grieving, like a level of consideration that he needs to have towards you. Like even if it's like, oh, like it's hard for him to like he you remind him of like her or whatever, like there you're not like a like a cardboard cutout, like you're a real person. So like how he reacts to you and how he treats you is directly going to like affect you. And regardless of how he's grieving, if that's like his way of grieving, all he's doing is making it harder for you guys to like live together and make Mm -hmm. you feel like shit who is also grieving more than he is. Like that's so fucked up. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's been a whole lot. And with all of this, um, two months ago, my maternal grandmother passed away. So that just like added on to it. And, you know, I mentioned that I'm not from the U S so obviously I had to tell him, I was like, Hey, I have to go to Mexico, like a funeral. And he was just like, okay, like just didn't give a shit just not empathetic at all. And I, I just like, don't know how to process my feelings when I'm living with someone that their way of processing the way that they feel is just by eliminating it. How is that helpful? Well, and it's just adding on for you. It's just delaying the process of being able to grieve because like, he's just an obstacle right now. Like he's making an issue, like when right now should be the time where you're just like grieving however you see fit. Like now you have to like grieve around him and like dealing with his shit that he's just throwing at you for no fucking reason that like it's, and maybe that's his way of like not wanting to grieve. So he'd rather cause like a struggle, like a not like a struggle, rift, but like a rift yeah. between you two. Um, Cause that's how mm-hmm. he knows how to process like, emo- like maybe anger or frustration or like passive aggressive is like, of a feeling he's more comfortable with. And so that's what he's doing to postpone the grief. But like, that doesn't help either of you at all. No, no. And he has always been just very quiet and very timid. So I kept trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I kept trying to kind of like help him and ease him through. And it, it, it has not been working. So now I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I'm just going to do my own thing. And one day I'm going to show up with a big ass U-Haul and he's going to be like, what are you doing? I'm gonna be like, moving out. Yeah. And we hop out <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Ugh. fuck him. Yeah. Fuck this, him. This whole episode is pretty like family themed. So it's going to be one the of holidays. those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is how don't blame me does the holidays right. should we get into the first call let's do it hi megan and melissa i need your help so i'm 26 and my fiance is 29 i'm a capricorn and he's a scorpio we met and started dating six years ago and now we've been engaged for two years which is when we bought our house and we are getting married next summer we wanted a long engagement to save up and pay for the wedding ourselves and in a responsible way but also to plan a little bit every couple months so we don't get overwhelmed my fiance's mother is a pisces and she's been great in the past but recently broke and started throwing hissy fits since we aren't allowing her to make major decisions like who to invite, what the decor looks like, who is in the wedding party, what the wording is in the invitations. We aren't having a wedding cake and she's upset about that. The final breaking point was she found out that my fiance chose to not include his brother as a groomsman. She had assumed that it was a given since my sister is a bridesmaid. However, my fiance's brother is a relentless pessimist and points out negative things everywhere and even when people are yelling at him to stop pointing out the negatives where normally there wouldn't be he keeps going and brings down the mood by 100 percent. this is the most special day and i wouldn't want to be getting ready and be worried about my fiance's brother pointing out everything that's going wrong with the day and adding to his stress all of the other groomsmen are fun positive outgoing people who i'm so excited to be by my fiance's side to help him get through the day and have his best interests at heart on top of his mother on top of this, his mother is now giving, guilting him into making his brother a groomsman because he's so negative. He'll never have another chance to be in a wedding party. She's guilting him by saying we aren't including her enough, but really we haven't done much planning because of the long engagement and Corona really paused everything. When we do some planning, it's very small amounts every now and then in between jobs and school and social life. I'm in school full time and work and my fiance is working full time. Anyways, we told her she was going to see our engagement photos with everyone else when she gets the invite in the mail and the website link is on the invite and the photos are on the website because we thought it would be fun that way. And it's what we want. And she said we're making her feel like she's just a regular guest, but she's probably the third most involved person behind me and my fiance. She will walk him down the aisle, give a speech, attend the rehearsal. She's helping create the, all the signage. She has great handwriting. There'll be a mother-son dance. She'll be joining the bridal party for getting ready photos. And anything more than that would just be overwhelming for me to include her in the decision process because it would be too many cooks in the kitchen. It's hard enough balancing my me and my fiance's opinions and she has a very old-fashioned idea of what wedding is and makes negative comments about our decisions and tells us it seems like she doesn't get any say. They have said they are contributing to the wedding, but it will be more like a gift after the wedding, and so far, everything is paid for by us. What do I do so she stops creating negative feelings for everyone, us and herself included, around an event that's just supposed to be happy and also help her understand some decisions are out of our control? Okay, so literally during the entire call, I kept being like, "Is she who's paying for it?" Because uh -huh. like she's she sounds like she's paying for it, um, and I'm weirded out—not weirded out, but now I'm like even more confused about you guys are paying for everything, but then she's giving you like a financial gift at the end, you know, like a dowry. How <laughs> 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 but like how much is it how much right like, and also you said the engagement is long anyway so it's not even gonna be for a long time um yeah the whole thing is just odd the picture thing i would have sent the link but everything else i would have just said back off because she's not paying for it 
Yeah. No, I think that there are definitely things that I don't know. Like, I think like if you're doing like a birth announcement or whatever, like you're you usually would share those like pictures or or like I guess like maybe in the sense that like maybe it feels like she it's not like she found out about the engagement like on Instagram Mm -hmm. or like through a link or whatever where you were showing other people. And maybe that's how she's viewing the rest of this stuff. Like maybe she's like thinking of like pictures in the same sense that like it feels like I'm late. Like I I think they're like, I think you're right. I think there are easy corners to cut to like gestures to make her feel like that. And yeah, like send the pictures ahead of time, but like not in a sense of, Oh, here you can like pick them out. But no, like, I, it's like here I you're getting them before second cousin Ronnie. Yeah. You know? Just like sending that like private, like sending her like the a, a link where it's just an email to her. Mm-hmm. I would also do most of this stuff over email versus text message because email is so much easier to like put not off for a minute. And also not like it's not a conversation like you're not like, engaging and like responding immediately right after another and so it, it's kind of just like you send it and like there you go like that's it it's not hi let's talk about it so I think if you can just do like that sort of stuff um but I think you need to have like a sit down conversation mm-hmm. with her and your fiance yeah. and talk about it because like hey uh like we like obviously love you and like we are we we we've we're really like we're happy we, we like planning this like that's like we have really feel like we did this on purpose so we have like the time to like not feel like overwhelmed with planning and like when it comes to like decor and like groom like bridesmaids and all of that kind of stuff like we've like totally got that covered like if we do need help with anything like we will like w- we feel very comfortable like co- reaching out to ask um but there are like some things that like we yeah it's our wedding and like we really are really excited about it and then if she's like well i'm gonna be paying for x like i'm gonna be giving you money afterwards okay give it now then or that's okay you don't like you don't need to you don't need to but like the brother thing did they find out like at the same time when you announced your groomsman that he wasn't going to be a groomsman or did was it a conversation it's like because i i think that when it comes to sibling there is a courtesy that you go to if they weren't going to be a groomsman then you would say something yeah like say something ahead of time and they didn't find out with everything else and maybe maybe it's not like the groomsman thing it's not actually coming from the mother it's actually coming from the brother like his feelings are hurt um and is there another role that he could have within the wedding that wouldn't be a groomsman so he's not part of that that all that type of situation see and that's the thing that like i i think of like i think of a groomsman of so much more of just a i don't know like not really an important role like Mm -hmm. if he's not best man or whatever like he can be the groomsman and like have he doesn't and then he's not giving a fucking he's not allowed to give a speech he's not giving yeah. a speech or he's not like officiating the wedding like he's not doing yeah. like that and then like whoever your boyfriend's best friend is or whoever like his best man is that's their responsibility to fucking keep him away yeah. from his fiance. like that's the kind of thing that i'm like having people and you're like having family members in a wedding party that you like don't really want to have like i think is kind of par for the course like especially when it is like if if you are like 
ex, like if you don't have a relationship at all, like, and they're like, they don't fucking see each other. Like they hate each other. They don't get along. It's like really toxic. But if it's like, I don't like his personality, but like, like he pisses, like he's pessimistic, but like, he's still my brother. Like I still love him. Like that can be kind of hard. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's a way to like go about it in, because it will ruin a really, like that will really ruin, like really cause an issue among the whole family as well. Like if you do have, if he still does have a relationship with his brother, like it's just, if it's a strained one, but they still, he still accepts. still, yeah, they're still brothers. Like it could be strained, but they're still like, he's still like his brother. Then there's other roles that he can have within the wedding party. Yeah. But I would say, I think of all of the roles to have, I would think that honestly, Groomson is probably the best because like he's per- like he's then like protected from like the other guests. Mm-hmm. He's like not like off on his own, like even being an usher or whatever, like you're talking to lots yeah, of the fucking usher's people. talking to everyone. So, oh, the amount funny. of times I've gone to weddings and the ushers have been like, I don't think this is going to work out. And I'm like, yeah, yay, for sure. <laughs> what weddings are yeah, you going to? No, <laughs> I already know. Um, but like, I think that like if he if your fiance is like comfortable rethinking the idea of having him be a groomsman and then just it is your wedding and like your fiance should have a great time and like it shouldn't be stressful. But that should be like as someone who like will be in wedding parties for my friends, if they have someone who like is kind of like a pity invite or someone they don't want to be like and they were like, if my fucking role in someone's wedding is just to like like keep the person who's like fucking annoying or like pessimistic occupied and keep them away from like the bride and groom and like not saying shit to other people 100% will do that Mm -hmm. like then that's what like good friends will do so like it's not your your responsibility your boyfriend's responsibility to kind of appease everyone and like make it nice with everyone I think it's yeah assign that role to like another friend because yeah, I mean, I I get I get why she's pissed. Like, and I think that's probably the thing that pissed her off the most is the pictures, and the uh and the brother. Mm-hmm. Because then, like from there, like not choosing decor and that kind of stuff. I'm I think it's probably just snowballing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I I am the curious weddings- how y'all thought this was gonna go over. Yeah, because like weddings, yes, it's your day, but let's be honest like parents they have a lot of say into this even if you don't want them to be they're going to be very involved um so and you said she's third most involved anyway so um yeah you just gotta gotta be open let her know how you're feeling um she's not paying for it so give give her a little because the wedding day is one day, but you spending the rest of your life with him and then that subsequently makes, her. Yeah, that makes her part of your life, too. So therefore, you want to keep that relationship. Yeah, I think it's important to have a conversation with her and get what her expectations are. Mm-hmm. And then you in like not in person, but like do it over Zoom and then you can address that because that's yeah. if like if you guys are speaking in a lot of like hypotheticals or like broad strokes like asking her like well what like c- can you describe to me like what your ideal involvement in the wedding would be like s- give me like example by example kind of stuff and then we can talk about it right now so like we can 
come to like, whether it's like a compromise on things that you're like, oh, very like comfortable, like letting her know certain things or like keeping her updated. Or you can then just like tell her right then and there, like, hey, I, I don't, I don't, I really like truly like we love you. And I just don't think that that's something that is all that is going to do if I'm like run it is add so much stress and like time to me to like sh- do all of this kind of stuff. Like I'm happy to show you pictures and like do all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to decision making, like if I need your help making a decision, I'll totally come to you. But we've got like different styles and different tastes. And like, I'm excited to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. And like, we're really we're, like, we're really stoked about it. And then yeah, if she throws the money thing, then just be like, you don't have to give us any money. Yeah. And then if she does need to give you money and you like actually will need it, then that becomes a a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Sorry if I'm whispering. I kind of don't really have a choice. This is a complicated one, so bear with me. Just for reference, I am a Leo sun, Leo rising, and cancer moon. I'm a nursing student. I'm 19 and one class that I'm really struggling with right now is my pharmacology class. My brother-in-law happens to be a pharmacist and I wanted to ask him if he could help me study or tutor me uh, via, you know, FaceTime, of course, because we're in a pandemic. The issue is that my mom actively thinks that I'm in love with him. And every interaction I've had with him since she told me that, I have felt completely and extremely uncomfortable. To give a little more detail about what happened, last year at another family member's birthday, my mom basically told me that my secret was showing because I was being friendly with him and that she knew my secret, that she was going to tell my sister, which is my brother-in-law's wife, uh, because it was inappropriate and blah, blah, blah. And she knew I had a crush on him. I'm a little sensitive bitch. So I proceeded to cry all evening, completely ruined winning um that family member's birthday i'm really sorry by the way um i told my mom that it was completely not true and that she really hurt my feelings by saying that but she was having none of it like she believed i was crying because she had found out my secret the thing is it's not the first time this happens it is the first time this happens with a family member but my mom has always been hyper focused and hyper critical of how i act around men and how i appear to men and if i ever acted in a way that was too friendly or inappropriate in her eyes it meant that i had a crush on them when most of the time i was i wasn't even thinking about that um i know that maybe she wants to protect me or something but because of what happened last year it's something that really gets into my head a lot and you know even though it's been a year i can't even ask for help for a class without feeling uncomfortable um or without feeling like i'm doing something wrong my sister is aware of what happened uh she knows what happened and I know that she understands, but we do have a 14-year gap um, and we did not grow up together. So we're not that close. We also don't have the same mother. Um, I'm scared that if I tell her about all of this, she's going to think that I feel this way because I have feelings for her husband when it's completely not the case. I just want to pass my fucking pharmacology class, but I don't know why this keeps like eating me up at night. Like, I don't know. I guess my question is like, what the fuck do I do about this? Like, should I even? Anyways, if you think I'm being like overdramatic, I do that sometimes. Just tell me because I honestly don't know how to feel. 
Holy shit. Why is your mom projecting so much? Oh, my God. This, like, your mom's not, like, this, I, I think we can do, I mean, not I think. A lot of the time, we really try and, like, justify what things that our parents do mm-hmm. to be like, oh, it's because, like, they're doing this. We we think of them as the role of a parent before a person and that they know better than, like, no, your mom's not doing this to protect you. Like, she like she's projecting her own shit on you. And she's also like belittling you and Mm -hmm. making you not uh, trust your own instincts or believe yourself. Like she's making you parents who put in self doubt into you and like make you feel like who that you can't trust your own instincts are doing that. So you rely on them and they can be your eyes and ears and they can be your instincts and they can be your moral compass because they make you feel like you can't. And it also makes it easier to easier to manipulate you because they make you doubt yourself. Um, and yeah, like this is just like, there's something already that is even like growing up when like kids are like talking to us like, oh, do you have a crap? Like, I hate that. And like, I that's something. It too. It's just like, no, like we're, I'm just making conversation just because I talk to another man doesn't mean or boy in that instance doesn't mean that I have a crush on them. Well, and it also like it's it like really perpetuates. I mean, it only happens like it's so it only it's perpetuating like the hetero heteronormative like way of, and it also makes um specifically little girls. It makes little girls think that they every man who they interact with they can't be nice to, otherwise mm-hmm. they like them, and that it becomes it turns into it. It psychologically fucks you up. It makes you think like, oh, also, if this little boy's being mean to you, it's because he likes you. So yeah. guys who treat you like shit actually like you. And yeah. like, we're going to have to like, you might have never even thought about liking this person at all. But now that we're saying that you're being nice to them, like now you're going to like them and now you're going to question like all of it. Like, it's just yep. I remember <sighs> vividly when I was in preschool. So I had to be like four or yeah. three or four. Like it's still in my mind. But there's this little boy in my preschool class that I, I never thought thought of him like as a crusher I was four like mm-hmm. it was just a boy in my class that I played with and I remember going to his birthday party and his mom was like oh here comes whatever the kid's name is little girlfriend and then like people were being weird about it and I vividly remember that and that's still in my head mm-hmm. and I just like the way that and it wasn't my mom but and she was like no because she doesn't she was never like uh yeah you know, she's like, don't say that. But I still remember how all the other adults were acting. And it's so weird. And I think and this is the same thing that your mom, this the caller, her mom does is that she puts those same type of feelings on you just for talking to a man. And that's just weird. It's so weird. And even if like, in broader picture, like, even like growing up if you did have a crush on someone or whatever like mm-hmm. a parent like kind of being like oh like belittling yeah. that like that makes you so uncomfortable like mm-hmm. you know like just like don't make a kid even more anxious than they already are or like nervous about having a crush or like dealing with that than having someone like make it really trivial and childish and like yeah that's just like that's awful and i'm just this is just like a bit that's something that is very, very sadly, very common. But this mm-hmm. level and this right. extent, when it's your brother-in-law, 
And like, does she feel comfortable saying this because it's not her daughter? I think that has, I mean, that when you said, when she said that, that like made it make a little bit more sense to me, but I would love to know why she's a, like what the rest of the family dynamic, like, why is she there? Do I mean, like, what's the, how would that, where is she? Did she remarry her dad? And do they have the same dad? Yeah, that's what I think. They have the same dad. Yeah, because this is just like so vastly inappropriate that also the the age the age difference too is you're 19 and your mom is making a joke about you ha- not only you having a crush on your brother-in-law but your brother-in-law who's in his significantly, 30s. Yeah, significantly older than you. And that's that's and then you that's, cry and then like on top of that like she did it in a public place that's it's so vastly inappropriate like it's Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're seven years old and like it's like you are like obsessed with your like do you know i mean like even like the oh like she's so obsessed like in like a like it's still it's still a predatory Mm -hmm. nature and but it's in a sense that like her even making an assumption that you would have a, like that, that, oh, you have a crush on, she's putting it on you. Like it's a predatory age gap if there was ever anything there. And it's like, oh, you have a crush on him. Yeah. And it's like, no. What? No. Like and he's like, my brother. Oh, oh. Yeah. And, so, and like, how, so how does she move on and, you know, ask for help? Because she wants help in her class. And he is an expert on the subject. He's a pharmacist. This is a pharmacology class. Yeah. She needs help. So I would just tell, I know you say that you're not close to your sister, but just tell her, like, what happened. Because, I mean, well, she's aware of what happened. Yeah. I mean, I I would literally just, I would just... <laughs> lie and put and just fucking pretend like pretend like you've never pretended before like this situation never happened and I think the more just like blase and like whatever you can be about it and then if your mom brings it up again you're like I do what like I don't I literally like I don't have feelings for him mm-hmm. like that's not but that's not lying though that's no no but in the, like lying lying to yourself in the sense uh sorry that wrong word choice but like pretending that that situation never happened and so then the layers behind it of like oh if i don't talk to him then it's because i have feelings for him or like i now feel uncomfortable in the situation i think like definitely it doesn't sound like your mom is looking out for you unless he is kind of weird and predatory towards you like and it's probably since her mom has done this multiple times before i'm 100 percent sure that he's not like that and if he is, you are on high alert now that mm-hmm. you would recognize that. And so I think if you just pretend that the situation never happened, your mom never said any of that stuff and just being as like normal and whatever and casual about it and like not. Ta- yeah, just just going about it as if it is it that it is what it is. And like mm-hmm. your mom didn't get into your head for that, which is obviously like hard to um like do when you're just saying like just don't don't worry like just do it and don't worry but I think like the more it's getting over the hump of it it's like 
once you do it and you were like, okay, this isn't weird. Like, but your mom got into your head. Like she got into your head and made you question your own. She made you question yourself and like made mm-hmm. you be like, do I, is this a thing? Like, am I not realizing this? Like, what is this? And all of that. And the way that you prove to yourself that she is wrong by just doing it and then being like, oh, she was fucking wrong. Yeah. And yeah, I then think you need to have it if you are comfortable and like safe to and able to have like a sit down conversation with your mom about like how grossly inappropriate that was and untrue and how like that really like hurt you. And it was just like doing it moving forward. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. It's like unacceptable behavior. And like, that makes me not trust you. And it makes, it makes me, it makes me feel like shit and that's on you. And Mm -hmm. if we want to continue to have a, a like good relationship, like I need to like not have you go out of your way to like hurt me and make me and gaslight me and make me feel really shitty when I've done absolutely nothing. Right. Like, regardless of what your intention was, like, this is how the outcome was. And we've been down this road before and I know how this works. So stop. Just like, this is not a part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, fucking weird. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars right now 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with don't blame me and giving our listeners 50 percent off up to 100 dollars for your first order with so many sample packs new products it's really fun and super easy to put together an order or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50 percent off up to 100 dollars for your first order that's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back from our break. Woohoo! And we're going to get into the rest of our calls. Hey, Megan and Melissa, I need some advice regarding working through my breakup with my soon to officially be my ex husband. He basically came home one day after being gone for four hours when he really should have been home in 30 and said he didn't want to do this anymore and that he was going to begin making steps for a divorce. He then began to pack a bag immediately for his parents' house. I was completely caught off guard and for whatever reason decided to break a vase. I guess I was trying to make it harder for him to leave. This made him physically push me out of the house while he finished packing his stuff and left. Please note he knows that because of these restrictions, he knew that I would be the one who would have to go. I had no choice but to be the one to leave. Him telling me he was done was basically him kicking me out and he knew this. I know that sounds weird, but trust me. Quarantine changed him a lot and he had made changes to his eating schedule, diet, and how much he wanted to be alone to the point I barely had any of the roles I used to in the relationship. It was like he was already working on being independent and squeezing me out. I went from living in a home with my husband to guest room surfing with family and friends in a country I barely know. 
Just to let you know, I got tested each time I moved and I'm staying safe. Since I've been gone, he has blocked me on WhatsApp multiple times. Anytime I show any negative emotion, he cuts me off like I was not allowed to be upset by the fact my husband squeezed me out of our life and home. He would just go back and forth between telling me to get used to my new situation to saying he missed me and that he hopes maybe one day we can make things work. Keep in mind, we were still working on how to divorce, sending all my stuff to me, and the fact that we were married and that habit of speaking to each other was hard to shake. My mom was emailing him for a bit to get the last few things in order, and now he won't answer any of my emails. Do you have any tips for moving on from all this? I know it's time to let go, but going from being married to not is killing me and I miss the life and relationship I had it's tearing me up inside and I don't know how to work through this I feel like he has the exact same life as before just without me in it whereas everything for me has changed dramatically thank you and I love the show oi vey this sucks it does suck and quarantine has been affecting everyone in so many different ways that they don't know like how to handle it how to be in the same place all day um and unfortunately it does it it's having a lot of effects the negative effects on couples and relationships yeah i mean yeah this is one of those things that like the answer is like it's time like there's a reason why it feels like there's there's like a reason you were blindsided by this so like any of the time that he's had to come to this decision as much as it was blind it was like totally out of the blue for you it wasn't for him Mm -hmm. and so him moving on with his life and just like you know he already started like even you recognize like he like already started being like more like independent and doing all of those things that like you felt like he was like you now looking back on it, you're realizing it was kind of like a he slow was pulling push. away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, there's a, he's had all of that time to make that decision and like to choose all of those things versus you are now having to grieve the relationship mm-hmm. and come to terms with it being over and learn, get used to again, doing your own stuff, like d- this different life without him, where he kind of implemented that, in it on a trial basis, like while you guys were still together. So it sucks that it is just kind of time. Like it is just like the more time that the longer and farther away that it gets, it is going to like eventually get easier. But, um, you know, obviously what I'm going to say is don't talk to him. And I know that's hard. I know it's like, oh, I'm really used to it. But you just have to know Every time you talk to him, you're just, you're taking a thousand steps backwards. Mm -hmm. Like every time you talk to him, it's from that date until then when you're getting over it. It is like, it's, you're rebooting it. So if you go like two months without speaking to him and like, it's going to take a long time before you go through all of the stages of grief and you start to like feel like I don't know, not like better necessarily, but you start to like, you start to come to terms with things and like things, thing, you've got more insight and it feels less debilitating as it did before. Second you talk to him, you're back there and you're starting all over. Mm -hmm. And that part's so fucking hard. 
But as much as you think that checking in will make it never does. Like that's that like devil on your shoulder being like, oh, well, like we were so close. I really want to like he's still I still want to talk to him or blah, blah, blah. Like it in the long run will never make you feel better ever. And he has nothing to say to you that will make you he does not hold the answer to making you feel better. Because Mm -hmm. even if one day he turned like him going back and forth being like, oh, well, maybe like like I miss you. Like, let's can blah, blah, blah. Even if he decided like I want to get back together and all of that, that it's never going to be the same. You even if you chose to be back with him, this would always be in the back. You would never be able to relax. You would never be able to like do all of that. And I think we can roam. I mean, we romanticize relationships and wanting to be in those and wanting to be back where we were. But you have to think about it like you would have, you would be back. All of nothing would have changed except you would have gotten back together after all of this. Mm -hmm. And those feelings, you'd still be grieving all of those feelings and going through all of that while in that relationship. Like there is no going back to a point where this had never happened. And it sucks. And like you said, like relationships are going through so much in quarantine. And all it does is bring up things that were eventually going to happen. And like, I honestly think it's been like, obviously it's an awful, horrible time, but like, that's one of the very few like bright spots and like good things I've seen that I think has like come out of this is it's like, (laughs) it's like ayahuasca for everybody. Like everybody, like it's just all of these realizations, like of people, like mental health struggles of being like, now I'm going to start seeking help. It's doing all of this stuff. It puts us all in this pressure cooker and we're, it's like a make or break situation. And I think like it like divorce obviously fucking sucks and the only thing good thing that can come out of it is that it happened sooner rather than later yeah yeah it fast forwarded a little bit mm-hmm. but and i'm sorry you're going ugh. through this oh i'm so sorry this very 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 much sucks and i'm wishing you nothing but good stuff in the future mm-hmm. and um I hope uh, that you get money in the divorce. Ugh. Well, shit. Um, yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. Men are trash. <laughs> Next call. Yeesh. Hi. So I'm currently 20 years old. Um, I am actually married with a child. And I want to give you guys a little background story. Um why I am currently driving, so I'm a little scatterbrained a lot. Anyways, like I said, I'm 20. My husband's 26. We did date very short amount of time and got married right away and had a baby right away. My son's actually seven weeks old, so he's very young. I'm still in that postpartum period. So basically, I haven't had sex with him yet. We had sex twice, and the third time... We got interrupted by our crying babies, so we haven't really had sex. That being said, I am very sexually deprived. I have been masturbating a lot, not in lives. But the issue I have is that I've been having dreams, and the dreams aren't just like regular old dreams. They are dreams about my husband's older brother. Yes, I know. It's crazy. Last The night before... Um, last night, I had a dream that um, basically him and I were sneaking around a random house. Honestly, do not know where this house is from. 
do not know where it came from. But we're just sneaking around this house, and we accidentally got caught by his, by my husband's mom, um, because he kept calling me, like, the brother, kept calling me babe. Like, while we were sneaking around, I woke up really fucking confused. I don't have an attraction to his brother, because my husband and his brother, they are full siblings, but they look nothing alike. Like, literally, my husband's tall, light skin, which has nothing to do, like, nothing to do with a preference, but I'm just saying, like, they look completely different. They are brothers, but they don't look like brothers, if that makes any sense. And his brother is short and, like, weird-looking, like, no offense, but, like, he's not my cup of tea, and he's other ladies, like, he's he's hot, but, like, not for me, because he's, like, one of those, like, really muscular jock dudes. Anyways, I keep describing him like I'm attracted to him, but I'm not. I just guess I've noticed his features. Anyways, the dream I actually had last night, I was dreaming that he was literally jerking off in front of me. And I have never seen this man's penis, but for some reason I could picture it perfectly. And it was just really fucking weird, honestly. Anyways, I am running out of time. I'm so sorry. This is kind of like all over the place. Oh, by the way, the penis was like my husband's penis, but like uncircumcised. I don't know why. It literally was my husband's penis. I hope you guys have an amazing day, and I hope you guys have any advice for me. Bye-bye. The fact that it's the same penis as your husband, just uncircumcised. (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, I think this is just pregnancy hormones. Like, I have never (laughs) been pregnant. Postpartum pregnancy hormones. Oh, yeah. No, no, that, but like, just that, because I remember when, um, there, it's in, I mean, my only reference of this is in like fucking TV shows where like on Friends, it was, I think it was like right, uh, fucking, Rachel accepted a proposal from Joey postpartum. Like she like was, and she even said, she was like, I don't know, like the hormones. I think this is just. That was a good Rachel impression. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think it's literally just the hormones. And I've heard, like, I've heard so many things of just like the shit that happens to like people, not just your body after having a baby, but like, your like mood and your like emotions and like absolutely everything like they're you know like obviously like postpartum depression like postpartum anxiety like there are so many things that like can come completely out of the blue and you've just got like postpartum horniness are you talking to your brother-in-law like before you go to sleep because it it's a reoccurring dream just in different situations like are you talking to him is he around I don't, i'm not a sleep analysis and some people will say like i mean dream analysis some people will say that dreams mean absolutely nothing and some people will say like oh let's break this down there's more to it so maybe think about something else before you go to sleep put something else like take a guided meditation yeah, yeah like Think about your husband or a celebrity or some, just somebody else to be in your mind except for your brother-in-law. Listen to a Dipsy story. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also like I've seen uh, like it was I forget what it was on. I think it was like some YouTube video where someone was talking about like it was like a, their postpartum stuff because I'm obsessed with pregnancy. I think it's so fascinating. Um, and someone was talking about how uh, like this like I forget who it was but like some random celebrity who like they like were weirdly sexually attracted to and they had no idea why and it was like just at like 
their postpartum period. It's like, I don't know. Like, I was just like, or like fucking like even pregnant women who were like, yeah, Tony the Tiger can get it. Like, I don't know why, but like, or like Mr. Clean, like kind of hot. Like there is just something to be said about like all of those hormones flying around. Um, And I think if you've never, ever had a dream about him before, like, I think that there's, and you're not attracted to him at all. I think that like, I think it's, I think you can blame it on your pregnancy on like being postpartum. Question. Is it cheating if it's your husband's penis? Dream cheating. (laughs) Um, No, because foreskin, foreskin is whatever. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like foreskin... It, that's not a deciding fact. I'm still me if I'm wearing a sweater or if yeah, I'm wearing a turtleneck. Exactly. It's still me. Yeah. It's, it's just, still me. Yep. So, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I would try though, if you have like any ability, like to just like think about <laughs> your, like think before you go to bed and like fantasize about your husband. And like, if you have any ability to like control your, like just like switch, swap the faces. Mm-hmm. Or just His body's different too. Yeah. Maybe also as a good test, who's your, like your celebrity crush or like an actor that you think is super fucking hot. Watch a movie or a show that they're in like right before bed mm-hmm. and then see like a see like when you're conscious, are they still doing it for you? Or is it is your flavor off? Like is your taste a little like off? And then if you dream, are you dreaming about them? Or then do you dream about him again? Because I think if yeah. you go out of your way to not try and dream about your brother-in-law and you keep dreaming about him. I think that's something to be like the hell. But I think to be fair, I honestly think you can ask your gynecologist, like your OBGYN about it. Yeah. Like I'm having weird fucking like sex dreams about like, is that Literally normal? Fucking dreams. <laughs> but I'm having weird fucking dreams. Is that like, and I'm sure they'll be like, Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. don't blame them if you are new here this is where um a listener will call in with their own advice pertaining to a previous episode give us their own two cents all right so the original call was in season six episode 25 and uh the the original caller they had a rocky relationship with their father who um bought a yacht instead of buying them a phone So here's someone sharing their experience. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Megan. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy COVID. Um, I was actually calling in in response to um, one of the callers from your most recent episode, um, season six, episode 25, I believe. Um, It was in response to, sorry, you can hear my cat. It was in response to um, the caller who was asking for like kind of parental advice with their father. I also have a fairly difficult, we'll call it, relationship with my dad. Um, and at the time when I was the caller's age, I called Um, I did not, you know, I did not fuck with my dad. We were not on good terms. Um, it was not a good time. I'm 27, just recently turned 27. Um, and things are kind of different now um, over the years, like, my parents have separated and my dad has spent a lot of time on his own realizing that he was on his own and the mistakes that he made to get himself there. Um, so he's kind of come around in like the last three or four years maybe and gotten a little bit 
friendlier kind of not necessarily taken an interest in like my life, but kind of has taken an interest in like me, like has actually known who my boyfriend is by name and known where I work and just kind of has actually known things about my life because he's inquired about them. Um, so I will say like, sometimes you may get lucky and your, the situation with your dad may get better. Like mine kind of did. We're still kind of rocky. Um, but also full transparency, you don't have to do that. Like I have a mom, I have a mom that was very much so like, Oh, well, he's your father. And you know, that's important. And that he has a role in your life. No, fuck that, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Love you, mom. He does not have a, a role in my life and he does not deserve one. And if that's the way that you feel about your father, that is completely acceptable. And no one, no one has to justify that for you if that's the way that you feel. Um, you are not obligated to welcome him back into your life, as both Megan and Melissa have said. Um, yeah, you're not obligated to do anything like that. It's up to you if you want him to be a part of your life. And if he has no role to fulfill, if you don't feel like there's an empty dad void, because I don't feel that way in my life, then you don't need to fill that hole. Like if, if the if the hole is not there, then you're not lacking on anything. So my advice would just be kind of figure out what you want and what you need from that relationship. Because financially, I needed my dad for a little bit when I was younger, but I'm a grown ass adult now and I don't really need him for anything. So I don't use him for anything. So that would be my advice. I mean, we have two, uh, what I think will be mainstay staple quotes here. I don't fuck with my dad <laughs> and fuck you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, ma'am. <laughs> That's fantastic. No, I mean, everything is, everything is so, is so accurate. And this is such like a, like that's such, um, a like very very much like if my therapist heard that she'd be like that is such like an emotionally and uh mature outlook for it is one we can acknowledge like i'm doing this because i want to i mm-hmm. don't have to do this i don't feel obliged to do this and um i'm don't expect my I, my expectations for you like are little to none like I don't you can't you don't I'm not giving you the power to hurt me like you've already done that and like any choice that I make I'm I'm choosing to do but I've like taken away your power to to hurt me and that's and that's like also it's it's so like like they were saying it's also so fucking okay if you can't take away that like if the way that you take away that power is not by having them in your life that's fine like that's so fucking fine but they I hate the whole thing of like, nobody can hurt you without your permission. It's like, no, no, it's fucking untrue. Like, that's, that's very so untrue. Very, very, very fucking untrue. And all you can do is protect you. And if protect you means that, oh, if you are in my life, you hurt me and you're not in my life anymore. Yep. And I will then still like have to deal with the hurt that you've caused, but I'm not going to step into open fire and then continue to like nurse my wounds along the way as you keep fucking shooting mm-hmm. oh yeah but, but um, um this is I, that that was a nice update thank you for sharing and i'm glad that i mean you know, that update the, the call Don't blame back, them. yeah and i'm glad that it's it's nice also to hear the uh 
you know, people who've been able to have those, like, it's, it's, it's nice to hear like, oh, as you've grown up, there is that, that, that option too, mm-hmm. that things can change. And yeah, to be emotionally mature and intelligent. <laughs> oh, lovely. Wow. Um, well, that's our episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to um, leave us a review on the Apple podcast app, we would love it. You know, it kind of um, out helps us outweigh the people who get upset when they COVID uh, talk we, is brought up or when what's brought up COVID talk. Oh, yes. When COVID talk is brought up or um, racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on social. We have an account um, over on Instagram, which also, if you are trying to get into our Facebook group and you aren't following us on Instagram or the podcast account, I'm just going to let you know, it just doesn't give me a lot of incentive. It doesn't look good for you. It doesn't. It doesn't because I just, I just, I I question your motives and your Mm -hmm. intentions and it hurts. So fix it (laughs) (laughs) um also if your account is blocked we need to look we have to we need to look at social media accounts and if your account is blocked i mean i mean not blocked it's private yes i was like oh if you are blocked from getting to our face if you can't find our facebook group Then you are blocked. But no, if you applied and we can't look at your social media, then. Yeah. And, and that's, also, and that's to protect everybody in the group because you're, everybody's sharing personal, mm-hmm. private information. And so we just need to know that you're a real person and that you have other things going on in your life. Yeah. We have people who have gotten out of like abusive relationships mm-hmm. and like we have. I've got like the names of people that I'm making sure are not applying to the group. And so when we have like, when we get a Facebook, uh, when we get a request to the group and the Facebook is fully private, I can't see anything. And then I'm not able to cross reference that with like an other social media profile profiles to like verify that this is the right, uh, this is a person that's not impersonating anybody else or mm-hmm. pretending to be someone else. Um, can't accept that. But, um, yeah, follow us on social. Buy my book, buy my presets, buy my movie. I have a show on the Food Network um, app now. Very Watch good. it. Anything you want to promo? Uh, just follow me on Instagram. All the shows that I produce are listed because there's a lot now. So it's, it it's takes busy. up time. Yeah. Booked and busy. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.